Welcome to season six of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Do you want to talk about that time when something happened that you did not understand, or when you were told how to deal with sickness in a way that didn't make sense to you? Over the next four weeks, we'll be having helpful conversations about that time when our healing journeys have been challenged by suffering, silence, sickness and sin. So whether you're an Americano, a cappuccino or a latte, pick up your coffee mug, plug in your earbuds and let's talk. So we've started this series called Let's Talk About When because there are big questions relating to the healing ministry of Jesus that the church is still grappling with in the process of learning how to exercise the Christian healing ministry more fully. And so, Wes, I know in this series you want to take a fresh look at some of them. So what sort of issues keep presenting themselves about healing? Um, It's a great uh, question, Lisa. I mean, we are obviously talking about issues of timing, you know, how long, you know, why, why doesn't it happen immediately every time? Um, we're talking about issues of process. H- how does it happen to us? And and in a sense with that, why does it seem to work for some people and, and not uh, for others? Um, inevitably you come down to questions of God's will, you know, is, is God, is healing God's will all the time for, for everyone. Um, and and it adds, uh, without doubt, then the question about suffering and and what happens when, you know, personally or those that we love are in uh, this particular place of, of waiting. And so it's it's all of those sort of things which sort of sparked some thoughts about this um, current uh, series. Things like you know, as we've talked about, when suffering strikes, when silence reigns when sickness lingers and of course one when sin has consequences and that's not just necessarily about individual sin but it's, it's about corporate sin as well so there's a lot of questions that we just wanted to take a look at mm, yeah great and sort of coming off of that we've we've taken one question in particular um for this podcast from somebody who wrote in um spe- specifically looking at whether it's god's will for us to be ill Um, And so they've said in their um, email to us that I've heard some Christian leaders and speakers talking about how suffering is God's choicest tool and how he uses it to show us our sin and to bring revival and that it can be his will. They go on to say how they heard another say how illness can sometimes be God's will. And they talked about Paul and his thorn in the flesh not being removed as an example of this. And they also added to this uh, email that they just feel they're struggling with this whole area and would value some help. So are you able to give us any helpful perspectives on them? Wow. I mean, that's yeah, they're all big questions uh, within that. Um, I guess when you listen to Christian leaders and Christian personalities, um, obviously some and and those listening uh, today could probably name some who have had um, life-changing illnesses or accidents or tragedies, and their perspective is um, shaped by that. And and so I respect that. I, I genuinely do. I respect their, the, the stance they've taken 
and the decision they've made about the journey that they're on. And I don't think, in a sense, it's, it's for anyone in the healing ministry to go around and say who's right and who's wrong about mm. that. I think sometimes that's just the way uh, life is. But I do think it's also particularly about what you can receive um, in a sense, uh, when, when Paul writes to the, the Corinthian church about celibacy, he, he calls it a gift that some are given and that because of that, some can receive. But of course, if it's a gift you haven't been given, then, you know, if you think that God is going to make you celibate, but you don't really want to be, then you have receive that gift and one of the things that we often told people as we were leading churches um you know if it is a gift from god it comes in a way that you can receive it so if you go back to the thing about those people who have had those experiences that have changed body and and life um and they are i won't exactly say happy with it but they are able to receive what's happening to them and journey with that i think that's one thing mm. I, i'm not necessarily sure that that is a general principle for everybody, because clearly not everybody is in that place to, to be able to receive it and to journey with it on that sort of basis. And, and I, so I think it's things like um, it would be dependent on our view of suffering and, and also God's character and his purpose. You know, we would say God's will is to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, well, we undoubtedly live in a very broken and damaged world. Um, and that's comprehensive in the sense that it impacts all of us, even though we may not ultimately be responsible for it. And, and it's interconnected. So it touches every part of life. So we're not able to separate the impact of body on the impact of mind and then the impact of heart and of relationships and everything else. And, and let's be honest, we're sort of currently seeing that now in the, in the pandemic. You know, the impact of this is not just physical. It's emotional, it's spiritual, relation, economic, societal. So I guess, Lisa, I'd say that in the Bible, suffering is not so much about sickness. It's much more about oppression, persecution, accusation, conflict, th those things that have come against us from an outside source. So I guess within that, you're saying, can... God use it. And, and yes, he does. I think God can use suffering without causing it. Um, and, and I would put it this way, that sometimes God gets his will done on earth as it is on earth. Mm. You know, there are some things that God can get done. So one of the questions that you want to ask is, because God can, does it mean he always can? Or are there other factors at play that affect his ability to um, give it to us and our ability to receive it? And, and that isn't intended as a criticism of anyone. Mm. You know, there are just other factors, some of them spiritual, some of them physical, some of them about um, the culture in which we live, a whole range of uh, other things. So, you know, as a parent, would I make my kids ill to teach them a lesson? No, I would not. And in fact, what I would say is that if God wants to teach you a lesson, he has far greater resources <laughs> to use than that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, and, and, and I guess that's, that, that's uh, you know, that's the, the way it is. Funnily enough, Lisa, C.S. Lewis um, 
he said that pain insists on being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. So I guess, does God use it? Can he use it? Can he bring good out of it? Yes, he can. And yes, he does. Um, I, I'm not of the opinion that God causes suffering, um, cancer, um, motor neurone disease, tragedy, just to try and teach us something. But I think probably better this way, that when we encounter it, God being the creator and the, the, the loving parent that he is, will turn it round in any way he possibly can to bring good to us. And, and, and let's be honest, it's always right to ask and it's always right to pray. Yeah. Really good, really good insight. So also about Paul's thorn in the flesh that was mentioned. Um, Paul clearly asked and it was not dealt with. Um, what is he trying to tell us in our now, do you think? I mean, it's great. Can you imagine being in the prayer meeting with Paul when somebody was trying to get him healed? I mean, I mean that would have, that would have been a, a thing, isn't it? Again, uh, again, without wishing to criticise anybody else's theology, and and this is just the journey that that we're on, and we're obviously talking from two Corinthians uh, chapter twelve when Paul talks about the uh, what has happened to him and the fact that he prayed three times and God said, "No, I'm going to meet you in this." So, what was it? Well. <clears throat> theology and theologians commentators are very mixed about it it isn't necessarily a physical thing some people think it was to do with his stomach some think he was to do with his eyesight all of things uh, which are things that you know uh, are, are sort of part of the, the the background story about paul but it's interesting isn't it that he calls it a messenger of satan and actually, the, the word messenger is angelos, uh, from which we get our word angel. So he puts this in a spiritual thing, not in a physical thing. Um, when, he, when he writes to the Galatians in chapter 4, verse 13, he explains that when he first came to Galatia, he stopped there because he was ill. And the language he uses is physical language. I was sick. You know, it, it's very, you know, going to your doctor language. Right. Yeah. Um, he doesn't use language of a messenger of Satan and a thorn in the flesh. OK, so he clearly <laughs> sounds a bit sort of presumptuous to say, but he clearly knows the difference between those two things. <laughs> you know? And and so, you know, what was it? Well, it wasn't necessarily physical. It could have been a whole range of other things. Um, some of surmised depression, um, anxiety. Um, he could have felt... Uh, a physical threat, uh, a nagging pursuing of the enemy over him, a whole host of other things that people have experienced throughout Christian ministry and the Christian life. Why did he have it? Well, the background is uh, it wasn't a cold because he got it because um, of the revelations that he'd received that go far beyond anything that you're going to get in your daily quiet time, I reckon. Um, and, and it was to keep him from excessive pride. So is it a character thing that he is being challenged with as well? Um, 
and and why did you have it well it was it was to deal with something that was um going on about this revelation and so i would say you know in order if we're going to equate it today in order for us to have a thorn in the flesh you've probably got to have a pretty big revelation that's going to make you so unbearable that you need something to nail your feet to the floor so was it physical not necessarily sure it was and therefore you can't really say well you know that then justifies that god would leave us with sickness in that sort of same basis and actually i think the other thing is of course i don't think paul was trying to write a theology about it he's just talking about what happened to him you know but christians do that we do that don't they we we sort of say well (laughs) this is my experience so this must be true for everybody and and it clearly um isn't and and i think you know from that perspective um you know you've got to say uh, paul was just commenting on his own life not necessarily mm. giving directions about all of us i think that's a really helpful point actually because he wasn't trying to create a theology but we so often ask ourselves or we may ask people we love well what's your thorn in the flesh um, and it's a very personal thing you know we don't have to make it like his um, so, yeah, that's a really helpful point for me anyway. And of course, the issue then is um, bear in mind that he hasn't talked about this for years and years and mm-hmm. years. So this is not part of his preaching package. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's only come out now towards sort of the, the, the middle and end of his life as a defense of the gospel. He hasn't told anybody about this. This has been a personal thing for him. You know? Yeah. Well, so what would you say to um, those who have been praying or have prayed and they've not yet been healed? Well, Lisa, I mean, that's something that in Acorn we encounter uh, a great deal. Yeah. And I think part of our um, the reason that we are here and part of the ministry that we have is to um, very often journey with those who um, are at the end of a process. I'm thinking of somebody who um, we're praying for right now who, you know, the the prognosis is is terminal and yet they've asked us to pray. So what, what do we do with that? Well, first of all, I would say it's always right to always ask and to always pray. Mm. I, I don't have any doubt about that. I, I think we really need to do that all the time, without a doubt. I think one of the issues I would say to people is, first of all, you are absolutely loved by God. Even if it feels that in these moments, nothing is happening. And even if you've been waiting for a while, I just want to say you are absolutely loved by God. And, you know, when we go through moments like this, they just feel horrible. They just do. And and it doesn't mean that God has left us. It doesn't mean that he doesn't know where we are. It doesn't mean that he's not working. They just feel terrible i think the original greek is they just suck (laughs) you know it's (laughs) just horrible nobody likes it um but within that i have learned that god is able to let us feel his love powerfully even while we're waiting to feel his power expressed in us 
Um, the other thing I would say is um, don't give up hope. And I'm not trying to sort of whistle in the dark or anything. I'm just saying that I was just reflecting just the other day how it took just a moment for Jesus to heal Bartimaeus. It took just a moment for him to raise Lazarus from the dead. It took just a moment to heal the leper. And so I, I just been really struck by God's moments. And and therefore we would say you're loved. And and what I would say to anybody listening to this, if you send us your name by email to the info account, we'll certainly pray for you and we'll pray along with you. But I would say what I know about Jesus is that's his nature. Every time Jesus encountered sickness, he sorted it. Mm. And I just think as the church, he's called us to do the same and we need to get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Shall we shall we pray now? Let's do that. Let's mm. pray for people. Heavenly Father, thank you that as we've gathered here, just in these moments, that you are present with us, each one, you are next to us. And Lord, I pray for all those listening to this who have issues they've brought before you that have not been resolved. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I simply ask you today to let them know afresh, deeper, that they are deeply loved by you and that you are present with them. And Father, I would ask, in the name of Jesus, grant to us all, even now, those heavenly moments of your healing power and grace. Lord, lay your hands upon us now, in Jesus' name, and release your healing power to us, body, mind, and spirit. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Great. So next week we have another Let's Talk About When, and we look forward to having you with us. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about Acorn, our events and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.